Rarely accused of ribaldry, it's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. Probably didn't say that. The podcast that wants you to wear your thinking cap. Here's a man who doesn't sleep. He waits. It's Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Men podcast. We are so happy to have you joining us today. And as you just heard Drew McMillan tell you, I am Doug Jones, your Medicare expert. Drew McMillan is my Canadian nephew, and uh, he is the one who opens every one of these episodes. And I am so proud of his work. Uh, I uh, actually uh, just uh, thought about giving him a promotion. Then I realized that anybody in our organization, the Medicare for the Lazy Man organization that gets a promotion, is going to be one step ahead of me up the food chain. So there won't be any promotions uh, being handed out, but I will give him a hearty hand clasp when I see him and his family at our uh, Thanksgiving gathering, which is going to take place in Laguna Niguel, California. So anyway, uh, aside from Drew's contribution, I am here to talk to you about Medicare, to make you understand that Medicare is probably going to be an improvement in your insurance situation. Oops, Randy's doing something very scary over there. I don't know what the heck. Oh, okay. Adjusting his screen. And that was very frightening to see a, a giant face. It's- <laughs> It, we're having an earthquake. That's what it looked like. Your head would <laughs> filled up the whole screen. It was very frightening. Uh, so anyway, to shorten my usual pitch, uh, go buy Medicare for the Lazy Man 2022 at uh, either Amazon or Barnes & Noble. When you go to Amazon, you're going to find your choice of four different editions. Each one is designed to fit a different need, and it's designed to appeal to a different price point. So uh, savvy uh, purchasers will be able to decide how much they want to spend for a book. They'll be able to decide whether they want to get a hardcover or a paperback or a uh, a Kindle ebook or uh, perhaps an Audible one so that they can listen to the uh, the adventures of Medicare for the Lazy Man. In any event, the whole point of my book is to acquaint people in a very um, lighthearted way about the uh, existence of Medicare, about some of the rules of Medicare, and about what they're likely to need to do when Medicare time arrives for them. And then if they have additional questions or concerns, that's what I'm here for. My uh, email address is splashed all over the book, and I encourage people to contact me with their questions or go to our website, which is uh, undergoing some uh, uh, modernization, I'm uh, told. So uh, Randy and his uh, staff are fixing the website up, bringing it into the 21st century. And that website is MedicareForTheLazyMan.com. So one can always go to the website and uh, there are two yellow buttons there. I would suggest clicking on the one that says, I want to quote. And that way I will be, uh, uh, you'll be sharing with me just a few of your personal details so that I can tell you what insurance companies would charge you for the uh, Medicare supplement insurance that I encourage people to buy. 
So uh, that would be uh, the beginning of a long, happy relationship, I hope. Now that Randy has scared the heck out of me by shoving his face right into the camera, uh, I'd like to say hello to him in a more formal way. Hello, Randy. Good morning, Mr. Jones. You know, you know, obviously, you know what I was doing there. I can't stand it when my head is in the wrong spot on the screen. Well, in in my on my screen, it was just fine. So the fact that it wasn't <laughs> on your screen is confusing to me. But I'm easily oh, confused anyway. I know. I know. It's so, terrible. I'm just having one of those mornings where everything I touch doesn't look right. So well, you think you're having a bad. I, you think yeah, you're having a bad day. <laughs> what about I, Queen Elizabeth? Yeah, bless her. I, bless Queen Elizabeth. I we just heard moments ago that Queen Elizabeth, the beloved monarch has passed and uh the only thing that doug and i can say about that is you know she meant a lot of tradition to the whole world and that's pretty much all gone now i believe but rest in peace uh queen elizabeth uh god save the queen absolutely i concur a hundred percent with that and the only two negatives that we dredged up uh kind of the same negative that happened when uh john kennedy was assassinated um uh i was in I'm going to say 10th grade. I was in my sophomore year of high school and my friend in front of me, Greg Aminoff turned around with a horrified look on his face and said, Oh my God, that means Lyndon Johnson is now going to be our president, which uh, was (laughs) certainly something I hadn't thought about amongst all the hoopla. So Queen Elizabeth leaves a son who is next in line that probably isn't as well equipped as she was to uh, sit on the throne And um, then we also have a president in the White House that's going to have to make a state visit. And I'm sure a lot of cameras are going to be pointed at him. So I'm hoping that uh, everybody can rise to the occasion and can carry on uh, without screwing things up. I'm not confident, though. Anyway, I've got a a fairly short subject today, that a lighthearted subject. Uh, We have been talking lately uh, about things like Medicare uh, or a government regulation of Medicare uh, salesmen and so forth and so on, and some of their underhanded tactics. And this is a uh, little article about government regulation that is uh, more lighthearted and it's more benign. It's basically a hint as to what not to say during Medicare educational and sales events. So Randy and I often have been able to turn these kinds of things into a little game. I don't know if we're going to be able to do that with this article or not, but it's, uh, I'm going to explain that headline to you because uh, this is addressed to insurance agents. And basically, it's addressed to insurance agents that sell Medicare Advantage plans <clears throat> and, uh, uh, to a lesser extent, uh, Part D prescription drug plans. It's uh, what not to say during Medicare educational and sales events. And the reason it's worded that way, oh, Randy's got a question or a comment. You know what you don't say during a Medicare Advantage sales event? Uh, uh, I'm guessing that anything that uh, Joe Namath says would be off the table. Yes, or sign me up. Neither one of those. Okay, just wanted to let let the audience know. Well, that's exactly right. The uh, client, the prospective client, should not say that uh, just for self-preservation. But this article is addressed to insurance agents. So what are they not allowed to say to the client during a sales uh, event or during an educational event? And remember, those are two different things. They're treated differently under U.S. government regulations. 
So this is published uh, last October, but nothing has changed. And in fact, uh, the rules are going to get stiffer and stiffer if there are any changes as a result of activities by the companies that uh, are promoted by uh, Joe Namath, Jimmy J.J. Walker, and William Shatner. So anyway, let's get going into the article here, the meat of the subject. Do you want to host a Medicare educational event or a Medicare sales event? It's important to know that there are certain things you can and cannot say during these events. Now, remember, this is addressed to insurance agents. So if you go to one of these events, which I don't recommend because I think everybody has better things to do, then you're you're going to be able to determine whether or not the people holding the event are following the regulations. And there are secret shoppers out there, they tell me. The government is hired for the purpose of making sure that these people uh, mine their P's and Q's during the uh, during the event. So the article goes on to say, just like how the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, that's CMS, the uh, government bureau, bureau, bureaucracy that doesn't know how to spell its own acronym, CMS has some strict rules on what you can and cannot say during Medicare sales appointments. <clears throat> they also have strict rules on what you can say at Medicare educational and sales events. You can find these rules in the Medicare Advantage and Part D communications requirements. But to help make understanding these rules easier, we're going over the major language restrictions below. And then there's a note here. Please keep in mind that in addition to the phrases listed below, while you're hosting Medicare educational and sales events, you also cannot say the things we've covered in a different publication, what agents can't say during Medicare sales appointments. I think uh, you and I had some fun with that, Randy, back uh, a while back. While we think that we provide a pretty good summary of what you can't say during these events, we know that this post is not all-encompassing. I think they mean all-inclusive. For all rules on what you can and cannot say during Medicare educational and sales events, please read the full government document i've looked at that document i'll tell you right now i would put a bullet in my brain but if i had to sit down and read that whole thing it is a multi-page almost a multi-volume collection of governmental uh you know ledger domain basically it's like a a magician pulling rabbits out of a hat then uh if you remember on the uh, rocky and bullwinkle show the magician pulls a roaring lion out of a hat and shoves it back in there. It's uh, you can read this, these documents and then not understand a single word about what they're talking about, even though the intent is very simple. Say this stuff. Don't say this other stuff. So I digress uh, during educational events on Medicare choices. Here are some examples of phrases that you cannot say through education or throughout educational events. First is, You can sign in on the sheet of paper up front. So if you're uh, attending one of these meetings and they uh, kind of hint that you should sign the the, uh, list of guests, the guest list or whatever that they have on a table, uh, that is verboten. There should not be a sign-in paper up front at this type of event. Now, this is an educational event. Uh, You cannot display a sign-in sheet or collect contact information from attendees at educational events. And here's another thing you can't say at an educational event. 
Here is a paper with premiums and co-pays of these health plans. Educational events are to be strictly educational. During them, you cannot lead or attempt to lead attendees toward a specific plan or set of plans. You cannot hand out anything that lists premiums or co-pays at these events. And then the next thing that you're not allowed to say at a Medicare educational uh, meeting, who wants an application? <laughs> that would be a pretty silly thing to say, but uh, it's prohibited. It is also prohibited for you to hand out other Medicare marketing materials and applications at educational events. Now, what about sales events? Remember how I said that educational events and sales events are handled in a completely different way. So during sales events, here are some examples of phrases you cannot say. <clears throat> the first one is, this event is strictly educational <laughs> because it's not an educational event. It's a sales event. So you can't tell them they're at an educational event. If you have not registered and marketed the event as educational, it's not an educational event. You should not attempt to mislead attendees or prospective attendees into thinking otherwise. And the next thing you're not allowed to say at a sales event is everyone must sign in on the sheet of paper up front. I think I might have touched something, and uh, I know Randy can see me, but I can't see him. So I am going to click on something or other that bring. I think I lost Randy forever, maybe forever. Randy, can no, you I'm hear good. me? No, I can hear you. I can see you. I, I'm good. Okay. All I see on my screen is a big word that says Zoom. <laughs> so Zoom. I don't know whether I touched something or, or uh, you know, caused that to happen. But in any event, I'm going to continue on with this because we are uh, under the gun time-wise. So uh, the next thing you can't say is everyone must sign in on the sheet of paper up front. Unlike with educational events, you can have a sign-in sheet available for attendees to fill out at a sales event. However, you cannot require attendees to sign in. Filling out the sheet must be optional. And then the next thing you cannot say is meals and drinks are on me tonight. <laughs> Let's get them liquored up. They'll buy anything. Uh, you cannot offer or subsidize meals or a combination of foods and beverages that could constitute a meal at a sales event. And let me explain what uh, <clears throat> a combination of foods that might constitute a meal would be. I used this uh, with Randy last year when we were talking about the same subject, and I said, it's let's say um, and I was I was uh, using it as a quiz question. I said, Randy, tell me whether it would be OK to serve gravy at a, uh, a, a Medicare sales event. And he said, sure, that'd be fine. And I said, OK, but how about if we served that plus turkey? And he said, well, I don't know. Is that uh, permissible or not? And I said, well, it's sneaking up on being the uh, constituents of an actual meal. So you can serve independent things that don't look like they would constitute a meal. They're snacks. But if you put the gravy together with the turkey and then maybe some potatoes and uh, a possibly some dressing and a vegetable or two, you have uh, maybe served four or five different snacks, but you have violated the U.S. government's edict on serving meals or subsidizing meals. So go ahead and serve the gravy but don't serve the turkey with the gravy. 
Uh, so the next thing you cannot say during a Medicare sales event, let's assess your health at the table up front. Health screenings or assessments could be used for cherry picking, and so they are also prohibited by CMS at sales events. I have to tell you, I mentioned this the last time we discussed this subject. I'm going to say it again. Anybody who thinks a salesman is going to turn down a sale in order to cherry pick only the healthiest people is a complete moron. Sales reptiles or sales reps are uh, going to get any live person they can to sign on the dotted line without regard to their health or uh, any other uh, factor that might uh, cause the insurance company to want to not insure them. There is no such thing as an insurance agent who's going to turn down the opportunity to earn a commission by cherry picking only the healthiest people. So this is completely ridiculous and unrealistic that the federal government thinks that this would go on at an agent-sponsored Medicare sales event. So finally, there's a classification of things that you cannot say during both types of events, both educational and sales events. Here are some examples of phrases you cannot say during both educational and sales events. Here's the first one. I'll give whoever knows the answer to this question a $25 gift card. You can't say that or anything like it because it's true. It says it's true that money talks and many people like the chance to win a free gift card. These types of offers don't help people make the best decisions for their Medicare coverage. CMS's rules dictate that you cannot give away cash or other monetary rebates at educational or sales events. So don't expect to go to one of these events held at a local restaurant by a local insurance agent. Don't expect to go to one of these things and uh, actually cash in. It's not a bingo game, and uh, they're not allowed to give away anything of real value or anything that could be converted into cash. Uh, here's another thing you cannot say if you're holding one of these events uh, and potential clients have come to uh, your meeting. You cannot say, I need you to fill out one of these scope of appointment forms. And the explanation for that is be careful. You cannot require attendees to fill out a scope of appointment form, whether you're hosting the event or otherwise. They must decide for themselves if they want to complete the form. So I should explain to you what a scope of appointment form is. This is a form diabolical form that the federal government concocted many years ago. And the reason they concocted it is because they believe that you, uh, at the tender age of 64, 65, 66, whatever you are when you're enrolling in Medicare, they believe that you are too frail and too easily uh, fooled uh, to uh, be able to trust any agent. And so the scope of appointment form gives you the client, the potential client, uh, gives you the right to offer your permission to the agent to discuss insurance. And so when you sign that form, it used to be that you had to wait 48 hours in case you wanted to change your mind. You couldn't just say, no, I've changed my mind. You had to offer this form. The insurance agent had you sign it, and then he had to come back 48 hours or more later uh, if you've had time to think about it. Nowadays, they don't have to wait. They get you to sign the form so that they can discuss the Medicare Advantage plans or the Part D prescription drug plans uh, on the same day with you. But you are giving your permission to discuss these things uh, to the agent 
by signing a scope of appointment. The dumbest thing I've heard of in quite some time. And finally, the last thing they have here that is uh, verboten that an insurance agent cannot say during an educational or a sales meeting, you must fill out one of these enrollment forms. So, so when you've got a room full of people and you order them to fill out these enrollment forms, it seems to me that you're going to have a lot of people who are not going to be enrolling in your plan once they find out how you've tricked them. So I don't think you can require people to sign up for the uh, plans that you're selling. And it says here in the article, you also can't require attendees to fill out an enrollment form at any time during these events or in general. The decision to enroll in a plan must be made by the attendee alone. Your role is to help guide them, not coerce them. Now, this article is written for agents that may be a little slow on the uptake. So uh, this is very basic stuff here. But uh, frankly, any salesperson who orders people to buy his product is likely not to be a very good salesperson. Some of these examples may have seemed silly and like phrases you would uh, never say. And if so, we're glad. It means you have a good understanding of what's appropriate to say during an educational and a sales event on Medicare. If not, if you were did not think these things were silly, then don't sweat it. That's why the guidelines have been established. So the guidelines have been established for the lowest common denominator, for the dumbest insurance agents out there. We hope this article helps you to not only understand the rules associated with these events, but also gives you the confidence to host them. Both educational and sales events can play a huge role in your Medicare sales strategies. Just remember, these rules and the other ones in the um, Medicare Advantage and Part D communication requirements uh, document regarding these events, uh, just remember these rules and you'll be set for success. Okay, well, my... I think my takeaway I would like to express here to the audience is if you get an invitation to one of these sales meetings or educational Medicare meetings, uh, I would consider discarding it immediately because the, uh, the purpose of them is to have an agent pitch you on the Medicare Advantage plans that they want to sell. I do not recommend that anybody buy, buy Medicare Advantage plans, and I recommend that you not waste your time going to the meetings that we're discussing here. Um, stay home. Hey, maybe if you need advice on Medicare, get in touch with me at dbj at mlmmailbag.com, and I'll be happy to share my opinions and expertise with you. So I'm guessing that Randy is still there, although I have no indication of that. Randy, are you there? I am still here. Well, I have nothing but the word Zoom on my screen, so I'm going to okay. have to leave. I'm going to have to leave the rest of it to you. Well, you know something, I know you did a very, very good presentation there in terms of things that uh, you know the bottom dweller, you know, Medicare Advantage plan agents can't say, but I think you missed a couple. Oh, boy. Tell me, because those bottom dwellers are, are they're always coming up with new stuff. I know. I know. So I think, you know, things that popped into my head while you were discussing that, that they shouldn't say, can't say and better not say is number one, Joe Namath personally drives the lunch bus. Well, there you go. That's because often Joe Namath is offering free meals. Yes. Yes. And one more. I'm, I'm there's hundreds more I could have wrote, written down, but I didn't. And last but not least, 
is Joe Namath's nose has not grown in four years. <laughs> well, I'm not sure that's true, but, uh, you know, how, who knows how old the uh, commercials are that he's uh, yakking on. But uh, <laughs> his, I'll tell you right uh, now, his, those are his things His grandfather, to Geppetto. Yeah, <laughs> there, was, there you go. There's Geppetto Namath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Well, listen, um, I just managed to fix my uh, my Zoom, so you're back on my screen now. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. It's going to be for a short time because we've got to say goodbye to the people. We do. We do. Let's uh, let's sign her off. A couple things I always do at the end is to thank everyone for joining us at the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast because I have a hard time getting dug out of bed to do this some mornings, and it's just you know it's something that's important, but. Doug likes to sleep in. I, I sure know. do. In fact, right after this, I'll be taking my morning nap, my late morning yeah, nap. Yeah, exactly. Well, in the meantime, for the next podcast, go to Amazon.com, acquire, buy, uh, steal, uh, you know, order, whatever you want to call it, several copies of the Medicare for the Lazy Man book. The paperback is the 2022 version with the green numbers. Get an audio version if you want to go to bed listening. Get a Kindle if you like to carry it around on your phone and read it in you know moments of uh, solitude during your life. Uh, and bottom line is just make sure that if you have any questions that Doug hasn't touched on, I can't imagine what they would be, but you know everybody's needs are different. Write him at dbj at mlmmailbag.com and he will answer you as soon as humanly possible the guy, the guy answered he he answers things sometimes in milliseconds i he, sit he here with my at, catcher's mitt waiting yes, for his questions come in he starts writing the answers before they ever come in <laughs> that's because i'm that's because i'm psycho or maybe that's, that's psychic right. no psychic i think is the word for that oh, okay. so anyway thanks thanks everybody we need to sign her off today you have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with doug jones the anti-insurance insurance guy originally from oklahoma now residing up in the high mountain peaks behind cave creek arizona in his fortress of solitude mm -hmm. doug jones bye bye everyone <laughs>